Hey everyone, this is a new episode of Man vs. Nature, and I'm your podcast host, Peyton. Thanks for tuning in for another week. It's a cozy, rainy day until everything around you is suddenly filled with water inches deep. While it may not look catastrophic, you know this is something that has caused mass amounts of damage, and it happened within hours. Places you hold dear to your heart are being damaged beyond repair, and you know there was something that could have been done, yet wasn't. Flash flooding. Flash floods may not initially be thought of as one of the world's most destructive natural disasters, but it should never be counted out, as it has severe lasting effects. English Landing Park. I'm doubtful this name resonates with you in any way. A small park a few miles from my home where hundreds of hours of my childhood took place. Let me help you envision it. Miles of wide open, luscious green grass with a small gravel pathway acting as a perimeter that has a fresh imprint of stroller wheels and turkey trot signs. Two playgrounds planted inside, one with slides that wrap around themselves and monkey bars that felt stories high to my five-year-old self. The other has swings of all kinds. Kids kick their feet, begging to fly higher, while simultaneously, there are squeals of delight from the tire swing. This beautiful park sits directly beside the Missouri River. A brilliant, breathtaking sight until the floods begin. Flash flooding began to be a large issue in Kansas City six years ago, when the effects of climate change finally made their way to my front door. In this same time period, Kansas City steadily moved up in the rankings to up as number five in the cities most affected by climate change. Climate change is a word that's been thrown around since I was a child, but as I, th- I think it's important we define it today so there's no longer a mysterious air about it. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, tells us that climate change is, and I quote, long-term shifts in temperatures or weather patterns, with the main culprit being fossil fuels. What is fossil fuels? Well, again, the EPA tells us fossil fuels is the composition or pollution of air particles from burning coal, gas, and natural gas. In other words, fossil fuels come from factories making products or cars driving to work, with the United States being the largest offender. So this brings us to ask the question today on this podcast, how does climate change directly affect flash flooding, or is there even a direct correlation? Well, the answer is yes. Climate change increases the potential for storm surges, meaning flash floods will begin to happen more often. Not only will these floods become more frequent, they will increase in strength. The intensity of these storms will grow as the time period they occur in gets much shorter. Stronger storms will then create more damage with less recovery time in between. What does it mean for places like English Landing Park? It spends months at a time, several feet underwater. Being right next to the river has downsides that do not end once the rainfall does. The river is left rushing for days to come and oftentimes unable to contain the copious amounts of water. The effects of these flash floods are huge. Houses are built very close to the river and the heart of the city revolves around it. The river outlines historic downtown and runs next to major highways. When these flash floods take place, people are forced out of their homes, but it doesn't end there. Moving our attention to a few miles outside of town, hundreds of acres of farmland lay in near ruins.
Local farmers have been hard-pressed to have high crop yields due to the ever-present flooding. How does this affect people outside of Kansas City, like you, my listeners, today? Well, the Midwest is a primary producer of crops and livestock for the entire country. There's been ever-rising prices at the grocery store, making it an extremely large expense to every household, especially, like most of my listeners, college students, finding it increasingly hard to be able to afford any groceries. Besides, the soil not being able to handle the amount of rainfall and wiping out entire fields of crops, it brings along other problems for the crops that do survive. Contamination, soil erosion, and the spread of invasive species are just a few I'll name now. All of these flash floods have had an inverse effect, drought. While the months of May through July have unprecedented rainfall, September to October have extremely long periods without rain. This causes farmers to have the, to harvest their crops early and have overall smaller crop production. The heavy rains that have been getting progressively worse in Kansas City have caused nature and the citizens that inhabit it to do what it does best, adapt. Soil has become better at draining, farmers have put in better irrigation systems, and cities have attempted to better prepare buildings for the damage. Yet, this adaptation is a quick fix to a long-standing issue, a small patch to cover up a crack in a rushing dam, and it will not be able to hold steady for long. But wait, don't be alarmed. The situation at hand is not only doom and gloom. There are several actions we can take to stop it from crossing to a worse state and even reverse some of the damage that has taken place. Kansas City has been working hard to do their part, and it's made a difference. Previously, Kansas City was producing a carbon footprint of 18 tons per person, three times the world average and two tons more than the average American. In the past few years, Kansas City has taken to legislation to enact change. As a city, they were able to reduce emissions for city operations by 26%, down to less than they were in 2005. And community emissions, meaning the things that the average person is producing, down by 24%, again, below what they were in 2005. What can you, my listeners, do to help out the cause? There are several ways to reduce one's carbon footprint. On a citywide scale, you can switch to using windmills or solar power as a way of generating electricity and petition this to your local politicians. On a personal level inside your home, you can turn your water heater down to 120 degrees Fahrenheit, turn off lights and unplug appliances, use a low flow shower head, or when buying new products for the home, make sure it's marked with an energy star. Other lifestyle changes that can be made are reducing red meat and dairy intake, eating and shopping locally, traveling efficiently, and avoiding fast fashion. There are so many ways to reduce the effects of climate change that will genuinely make a difference in not only your own, but other people's daily lives. Kansas City is on the road to recovery, and I'm excited to see the environmentally friendly changes that continue to take place. Maybe I've even inspired one of my listeners to make a small change in their daily lives. I know I will in mine. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Man vs. Nature. Come back next week to see what life-changing environmental issue we will be discussing. And as always, stay green.